Welcome to Trot's Talk. I hope your Easter day has started well. I know for lots of people, probably not the racing people, it could be a day off. So if you're having a day off, you deserve it. I hope you have a good time. For the racing people who probably aren't, I hope you get the afternoon off anyway because one of only a couple of days of the year, we have no domestic horse racing in New Zealand and I think it's a good thing, but don't miss it. Gives you a bit more time to do the form for other things coming up. Coming up, by the way, on SENZ, is the barrier draw tomorrow night at 6pm for the race by Grins. $1 million, the slot race. Ten horses are chosen. The emergency has now been chosen. It'll be Smithy's Terror. Smithy's Terror will be the emergency for the race by Grins. Cambridge, on Friday night, you can go. Mitch James is going to be doing his thing for the concert afterwards. Producer Dude Robbie's very excited. He likes Mitch James. He's even going to go to Cambridge from Auckland, which is great. Another man who will be there is Greg O'Connor. And Greg, I'm starting to get excited now too because we have a very balanced race by Grins, at least before the barrier draw. Good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, Michael. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well uh, off the back of... Well, what normally is not traditionally uh, an attacking race, uh, a prelude to any, whether it's a derby or a race by Grins or New Zealand Cup for that matter, but we got something special on Thursday night. So let's go back and have a listen to that before we get into a galaxy of stars in terms of guests for this morning's show. The race is on. The race by Grins might be in eight days, but in the Waikato Flying Mile, the favourites for the race by Grins are all rising to the top here. Akuta's gone to fourth and BD Joe fifth, 28 and four down the back. Copy that. He goes to the lead now from Self Assured. Back on the inside, Old Town Road for the TFS Horse Transport passing lane, then Akuta and BD Joe top of the home straight. Copy that. Self Assured grinding away strongly. Copy that. Self Assured. Old Town Road and Akuta. Self-assured goes to copy that. The inaugural winner of the race by Grins. Boy, has he put his hat in the ring to go back to back. That has been simply superb. 152. Suitably excited, Aaron White calling home self-assured, who, like last year when he won the race by Grins, came from the outside of the front line. It surprised me. As Greg mentioned, most lead-up races to significantly bigger races tend to be quite dull affairs. Well, that was anything but dull. Mark Purdom trains self-assured. Uh, he also trains a cooter, and he trains no matter what, who is in the race by Grins. Good morning to you, Mark. Happy Easter, mate. Yeah, good morning, Mike, and good morning, Greg, and good morning, listeners. Were you surprised that self-assured did that on Thursday night? Uh, not surprised, because he's, you know, he's a great horse, self-assured. Um, you know, prior to the race, you wouldn't think it would, uh, you know, would, was a tough draw to overcome. But the way the race was run, it sort of, it probably made it uh, a little bit more advantageous for those couple that didn't, uh, he and copy that, that didn't do that early work. Okay, that was three days ago now. Where is he at now? How has he come on? And, and could we see a better version for his defence on Friday night? Uh, yes, certainly. He's, he's come through the run great. Um, we, we sort of trotted him up in the morning after the race and he was good and sound and, and he's feeling really good in himself. He's throwing his head in a circle and, and just showing all those antics of a horse that's feeling really good. 
Mark, uh, congratulations on the win on Thursday night. You mentioned to me earlier in the week you felt self-assured, or Jimmy as he's known around the stables, was in a similar vein of form to your eye as building into the race. That's been vindicated once uh, he, he was able to produce that on Thursday night. He came from Barrier 8 then, and he came from Barrier 8 last year. The all-important barrier draw is tomorrow night. I'm pretty sure you won't be looking for an 8, but it might not matter. <laughs> Maybe it, it won't, Greg, but uh, you, you would like a better draw. I think when you, you draw 8, you've got to be the best horse in the race, and... Uh, he proved that the other night and also last year in the in the race itself. So uh, he's he's in the right place to to know a, to go another great race, Greg. But uh, as I say, probably a better draw would be would be more of a help. Mark Akuta was good. Um, he made ground late and he was strong to the line. Uh, is there a chance we'll see an improved version of him? Because he can be a bit of a fat bugger. He can take a bit of racing. Yes, he can. I think the more racing he gets, the better he is. Too Mick and uh, like the other, the other night, I sort of pushed him through from the second line and kept up with those front runners early. So I was really happy with his performance, and um, you know, I don't don't think he was really far behind. Self assured and copy that as far as performances went. No matter what is in the race by Grins, and that surprises me. I, I I was surprised they took it, but I understand why they took it. She gets barrier one, and she's very, very good. Unbiasedly, what do you make of her chances in the race by Grins, knowing she has barrier one, knowing she has her most successful ever driver, but also knowing, I think she's rated a 65 mark? Yes, look, it's, <laughs> I don't really know, but... Uh, um, ideally, it probably would have been nice just to have a run at this sort of company first. But, uh, you know, she's proved she can stay and, and a good filly, very good filly. But uh, whether she's going to be up to mixing it with these guys will be a, a different story. So uh, it work's been good. But, um, and she settled in well since she arrived north. But uh, as I say, you know, it's a little bit of the unknown with her. Mark, the one thing we do know is she does have very good early speed and that bloke Hurley knows a thing or two about A, driving winners, but B, driving them off the gate. So she'll be in the fight early and, and being in on the markers, what what would be, uh, I suppose, a, a not a pass, Mark, but if she finished in the top half of the field, that, that would be uh, very positive going forward. It certainly would, Greg. You know, I'd, I'd certainly be wrapped if she could do that and... Uh, you know, just just have to be careful because um, you know going hard early and, and she will be there at a, at a handy spot on picking in that first two or three hundred meters. But uh, you just have to be careful that um, you know the, the greater horse she is taking on this time, you'd have to probably be a little bit conservative at some stage. And Tony Tony will know that and he'll make the right calls. Mark, you uh, managed along with Jean Feast to convince Natalie Rasmussen to drive self-assured, only her second drive on him, the other being an Auckland Cup victory. What was her reaction once she came off the track after the mile on Thursday night? What sort of feedback did she give you? Because when I spoke to her at Addington yesterday, she was simply glowing of the horse they call Jimmy. Yes, yeah, well, uh, sort of, Typical of that, she said. There's a couple of areas we need to work on. <laughs> um, so, uh, <laughs> although she was, you know, she was pleased to to be driving him and and uh, him go so well, I think um, 
you know, Nett strives for perfection and anything she does. So uh, she gave me a couple of uh, gear changes we need to make before next week and uh, hopefully we'll be on the right track. All right, Mark, we know no matter what's getting barrier one, if you got to choose, and you don't, uh, what barriers you want for the other two horses, what would you want? Ah, oh, look, between two and two and five would probably be the, the perfect draws, Mick, or uh, maybe, you know, two or three, this, or maybe two, the second line would be another very good draw, two or three perhaps. But, um, yeah, wider than that's always a bit harder. To self-assured and or Akuta, it's a it's a two-part question, have the gate speed to use good draws? Because we haven't seen them really get excited off the gate and really power up like a copy that or a BD Joe has. So if they get a three, can they use it? Yeah, well, I've, I've never really asked self-assured to, to burn hard off the gate. Um, things have always sort of worked out the way we've... We have driven him most of the time, I think. And uh, Akuda, he's one that, um, you know, I did, did ask him to come off once at um, Addington and he blasted off the gate really good that day and uh, and uh, I was pleased with him then. And, and I followed through from the second row well the other night and, and uh, you know, he felt good doing it. So uh, he, he's, he's prob- probably got more speed than self-assured, I'd think. Mark, we'll just get away from the race for one sec. Don't Stop Dreaming uh, returned at Addington yesterday. He looked very efficient. Uh, Greg was telling me the plugs were still in, so he, he was a bit lazy toward the line, but he's just one of those horses who looks like a total pro. Turns up, does his job, and goes home. Yes, he's a great little horse, and um, he didn't get to have a trial under his belt because they were put off that week so he went into the race fresh and, and Natalie gave him a beautiful trip of course and uh, he capitalised on that but she didn't move on him all the way up the straight and it was lovely to see him go to the line the way he did but uh, he's a very very good little horse Now just to let you, just as a warning Mark Ray Green is following on from you during this conversation, he's our next guest and therefore he's listening to what you're about to say so who's the horse to beat in the race by Grins for the All-Stars horses? <laughs> yeah, well, will we copy that? And oh, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he'd take a power of beating. Yeah, if he got the front, could you beat him? Uh, look, we'll be trying, Mick. I, I wouldn't say we wouldn't beat him, but he's going to be the horse to beat, and certainly he's going to take a lot of beating if he does control the race from there. Well, Mark, we're going to have you on our preview show, the box seat during the week. I'm coming out to do some interviews. I was supposed to ring you and tell you, but I'll tell you now since you're on the phone. <laughs> I'll see you on Tuesday. I'll see you on Tuesday morning. So I'll give you a yell before then, mate. Um, good luck for the Barry draw tomorrow night at six o'clock. Good. Thanks very much, Mark Purden, who won the lead-up race with Self Assured. It's a hell of a race. He also drove a Cooter, who went really well, and. Uh, he and his son Nathan have no matter what in the race. Ray Green has copy that in the race, and copy that has very rarely been beaten in New Zealand when he's led. And Ray, I'm sure you heard the thoughts of another great trainer there, Mark Purden. He thinks your horse is the horse his, ha- his horses have to beat in the race by Grins on Friday night. So how is copy that four days out from the big one? Five days out from the big one. He's he's pulled up good, um, Mick. Um, yeah, he, he's quite he's he's pretty pretty bouncy. I just just actually just jogged him, and um, yeah, he was pretty bouncy this morning. So um, yeah, he's pretty tough like that. Um, he can cop the racing, so he should be should be 
ready to go. What do you do with him between now and the race, Ray? How many times will he have the hopples on, and and will you really open him up this week? Uh, no, we won't. Um, we won't be pushing any buttons this week. He'll he'll have one hobble on Tuesday, and uh, that will be a fairly um, sedate sort of a run for him, um, and uh, a little bit of free legged pace work um, the last two days probably. But you, uh, no, he, he won't be doing much. Ray, you've won two New Zealand Cups with this horse, as honestly as you can tell us, because people love a punt. Where do you think copy that is this week compared with when he won his two New Zealand Cups? I'd say he's as sharp as he uh, now is it what he was prior to those two Cups. Ray, what was the feedback from your driver, Blair Orange, on Thursday night? Because it, it was a really strong hit out. And, and I think as a result of the Flying Mile at Cambridge, the four big bangers, if you like, going into the race this week, all stood up. What was your driver's reaction to the performance of Copy That? Um, well, it was unsolicited uh, praise, really. He, 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 first thing he said to me was uh, how well the horse went. You know, so, um, it, was, um, it was good feedback. Ray, the barrier draws tomorrow night. Mick's just asked Mark Purden where he would like to draw with his three charges, where would you like to draw? What would be ideal for copy that? And if he does draw inside the first five, I think we all know where he might be heading. Um, yeah, I mean, if we draw sort of, you know, between two and, and five, um, that would be the, the optimum draw. Um, and obviously... Uh, He'd be expecting to take advantage of that draw. He won't be going back, that's for sure. So um, yeah, that that would be the that would be the ultimate draw for us. Of the opposition, Mick just asked Mark Purden who he feared. What, what what's the horse of the other nine that you fear? Well, I think the first four home there at, uh, on Thursday. Um, I uh, and of course. Um, the only other horse that I would give a chance to of winning it would be um, perhaps uh, Better Eclipse. Um, he's a pretty pretty good horse when he's on his game. Um, but those four, the winner will come from those five horses, I think. Hey, Ray, back in, um, back in November, you got kicked by a horse and you had to go to hospital, and bizarrely you seemed to lose 10 kilos. I couldn't believe you had 10 kilos to lose. How are you now? Because last time I saw you, you seem to be bouncing back a little bit. You got a little bit of your belly back. Are, are you bouncing back? Are you are you the Ray Green of, well, not not twenty years ago, but six months ago? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I feel pretty good right now. Yeah, getting what, what, better every day. What's the feedback from Mrs. Green? Is she finding you tolerable? Are, are you not? Is she finding you okay to deal with, or have you been a bad patient? Uh, yeah. Let me guess. You were, um, you were sneaking no, off. You were sneaking off to work before you were supposed to, weren't you, Ray? You can you can tell the boys. We're not going to tell anybody. Yeah, I probably pushed it a bit hard earlier, but um, I wasn't able to cope with that initially. But um, now I can, so I'm I'm holding up pretty good, really. 
Ray, you've been around for a while. You've done a few things. You've you've drifted in the middle of the South Pacific on a boat with a horse after it, a freak wave smashed its pen. You've trained horses in Ireland and Wales. You've won two New Zealand Cups. You've taken a horse to Australia, got stuck over there with COVID when it broke its leg. You've, you've done almost everything. Are you excited about Friday night? Is this new concept? Is it is it a race meeting you go to where it pids a spring in your step? Because you're quite a laconic sort of fella. Do you do you have a different feel when you go to something like this because it is a special event? Um, yeah, well, obviously you 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 you're looking forward to the event, and of course you're sort of um, more concerned about what can go wrong between now and then sort of thing so your, your focus is mostly on keeping the horse safe and and um, arriving there as best you can so um, that's where you focus and you, I don't think you get too excited I mean you just yeah you just uh, you just worry I think is the word <laughs> will, you, will you wear a tie but, Ray? Will you, are you going to wear a tie on Friday night? No. No, I didn't think you would. <laughs> do you actually own a tie, Ray? I do own one, yeah. 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 J- just one? Uh, but we're, we're weddings and funerals, that's about all. Oh, know, well. But, um, don't, don't wear it Friday, then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're ruining the occasion. Hey, Ray. No, mate, no, I don't. I'm glad to hear you're back, you're back punching, and I'm glad to hear so's copy that. Um, I've got bad news for you, Ray. Pre-draw, he's my top pick in the race, so... I don't know, it's a lot of weight to carry around for a horse, but Greg's going to go self-assured, so I'm in your team, Ray, and he's in Mark's team pre-draw. We'll probably both change our mind the second the barrier draw come out, mate, but good luck on Friday to yeah. you, to Merv, to Blair, and to everybody out there at Lincoln Farm. Thank you very much, mate. Would I be right in saying that, Greg, just before we head to a break, pre-draw is self-assured? Your bit, no, yep, and, yes. and it's got to change. It could change, obviously. We're not saying oh. that people back them now. We're just saying this is no. what I, I, I think this has the best chance. So mine's copy that. Yeah, I, I was self-assured. Both Matthew Cross and I on the box seat with you when you were away uh, both went for self-assured. And like I said, he, he drew barrier eight in the race last year. But I was just thinking about how, how it excites me this time round, Michael. Have a listen to these names. Orange, Purden, Erlihy. Alfred, Sugars, Williams, Butcher, Butcher, White, Rasmussen. Yeah, that group of drivers anywhere, anywhere in the world, you would go. I'll go and watch that. Yeah, I, that's that's the one thing I absolutely agree with on the race. We've got an absolute outstanding bunch of drivers, and to have Chris Alfred there and Greg Sugars, who's a hell of a good fellow, who'll join us on the show lately, later, and a wonderful driver. To have them there just adds that real gravitas to it. And I'm glad Tony Hurley he's there because he's the best. So. Yep. Look, it's, it's an outstanding array of drivers. Uh, it may not matter if copy that draws barrier three. He might lead, and it may not matter what, what the rest of them want to do, and vice versa for self-assured. So um, all that's coming up at 6 p.m. tomorrow. That was a very long first segment on Trot's Talk. Now, we need to give you a chance to win your $50 bonus bet courtesy of the tab. Um, so what you need to do is text him double eight double three, and it's slightly different this week. Double eight double three, your name, your TAB account number, and who you think is going to win the race pre-draw. Now, if you're listening to this and you're a casual listener and you don't know, well, you can easily get in by typing self-assured or copy that, or you can type um, you know, 
better eclipse, you can talk whatever you want out of the horses. But if you don't know any of the horses, you're, you're just a gallops listener or you're just listening away while you're doing your gardening, you can pick, copy that or self-assure. That's a nice, easy way to get in. If you're a harness racing fan, we would like to know. It's a little mini poll on who you think's going to win the race pre-draw. So text in to double eight double three. Your name, your TAB account number, uh, where you are in the country, we'd like to know who we're talking to, and who you think will win the race by grins at Cambridge on Friday night. We'll take a break, come back on the other side, and we're going to talk to more of the contenders for the richest harness race in New Zealand. Well, that's going to be at 6pm tomorrow night, so 6pm we're going to have a lot of people in the studio. David Branch from Cambridge is going to be here, Mike Clement, who's the boss of the racing industry board, is going to be here because you need someone official. He's pretty official looking. He used to be a cop. And, and me, unfortunately, I'm going to be here too. And we're going to have a whole bunch of like trophies and stuff. And then we're going to draw horses or people's names. Then we're going to ring the people. And then the people are going to pick a colour because they can't obviously be here and they can't see the trophies. And then Mike Clement's going to be the only person who knows what draws under the colour. And then David Branch is going to pick that trophy up and there's going to be a number. It's going to be really fascinating because we're actually going to ring people and let them choose what colour they want, and therefore what barrier draw they get. That's all going on at 6pm tomorrow. One person who'll be very interested in that is a really talented and well-respected Australian harness racing trainer and driver, and Greg Sugars. He has two horses in the race, he and his wife Jess. They have Better Eclipse and Triple Eight, and he is already in New Zealand. Mate, welcome to New Zealand. It's great to have you here, Greg. Yeah, thanks a lot, Mick, and uh, really good to be here. All right. Are you excited? It's a, it's a different type of thing because you've won two Inter-Dominions in the last couple of years on the trotters. You have the best trotter uh, in Australia. You've you've won major races like Chariots of Fire. But this is different. You've come to a different country. You're, you're doing something which is probably a touch out of your comfort zone, and you're up against a really vintage bunch of New Zealand horses and trainers. So does this new challenge make you excited? Yeah, it sure does. Um, you know, we've been lucky enough that um, we've had a pretty uh, strong team of horses in recent years and have uh, done a fair bit of travelling interstate back home. But um, to make a trip um, across to New Zealand is something, you know, it's uncharted uh, territory for us and something we're obviously very look, uh, very excited, looking forward to um, making the trip across. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, it is a great race, great concept. Um, it's not going to be easy for our horses. Um, we're not coming here expecting. We're just going to uh, take it out. But um, we're certainly uh, very, very excited for the challenge. Okay. So um, we're going to give the fast round of questions here. When did you get here? Uh, Thursday. Where are you staying? Last Thursday. At Stonewall Stud. Okay. What are the horses going to do this week? Are you going to take them anywhere for a, a proper burl? Uh, they had a really good hit out here uh, at Stonewall Stud yesterday, um, and yeah, they, they seemed pretty close to the mark. So they had a trial um, back at home before they they came across. Um, obviously, gave them a couple of days to settle in, um, and had a really good hit out on the weekend. So no, we don't plan on taking them anywhere. We're just uh, going to be able to do enough work with them um, at the farm here and and have them cherry ripe for uh, for Friday. Can I confirm you drive Better Eclipse and Chris Alford, Mr. 8000, drives Triple Eight? Absolutely, yep, spot on there. Um, yeah, obviously, um, Chris is no stranger to uh, feature races, winner, um, wins 
right a, right across um, Australasia, and um, yeah, so he's uh, certainly going to do a great job filling in for me on Triple Eight. Brilliant to have you here, Greg. I've been lucky enough to see Better Eclipse at, well, at his best, uh, winning the Sunshine Sprint. He's obviously a Chariots winner. He's been placed in a Miracle Mile. How close to that sort of form do you think you and Jess have him for this Friday night? Yeah, look, we think he's really close to the mark. Um, he's uh, he's settled in very, very well and has taken no harm from the trip over that we can tell um, at this point in time. So, no, we were quite happy with his uh, with his last start win in the Melton Plate um, a few weeks ago at Melton, and his trial was quite sharp before uh, making the trip across here. So, you know, he seems in really good order, and, yeah, we expect him to be, uh, be very close to that form that uh, you saw him in where he was able to take out those feature races last year. Greg, barrier draw is important. It's very important, as we've just heard, for the likes of Mark Purden and Ray Green. Your two horses are a little bit different. Triple Eight and Better Eclipse, a little bit more uh, run-dependent, if you like, and I'm not trying to down-cry them by any stretch, but there are probably quicker horses off the gate than those two. Yeah, you're spot on there. No, it's um, it's certainly no no downgrade to them um, to admit that, but... uh, that's um, yeah, it's probably not. The draw is always vital in these sorts of races, but it's probably not about exactly where we draw. It's probably where our main dangers are going to draw. It's going to depend on um, on how high our chances are of um, you know being successful in this sort of race. Um, both horses that they really love to follow speed. Um, so if they don't draw to to be in the hustle and bustle early, that's probably um, advantageous for for each of their chances. Yeah, we've seen Triple Eight storm home at that Winter Carnival uh, last year and uh, Better Eclipse can really follow with speed. Hey, just while we've got you, Mick talked about you having just believed the best trotter in Australia. Elder Baron Zeus is here. How do you think he'll measure up to the likes of Muscle Mountain? And and I suppose it's just another element to uh, what's going to be a great four or five weeks here. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's going to be very interesting to see um, how how he um, travels across. He was... was sensational in winning the hammerhead sprint up at Menangle there a few weeks back but um, probably a shade disappointing it's fair to say in his next run um, the other week at uh, at Melton so um, he's a very fast horse um, he's probably best suited to short course racing um, it's not to say he wouldn't be a factor in the in the longer distance races but I think his number one forte is his, is his gate speed and um, running a strong mile so under those conditions, um, I think, yeah, he would, would uh, be able to measure up to um, the competition over here. But um, stretching him out to the longer trip, I think um, that'll probably put him outside of his comfort zone somewhat. Just for those listening at home, Bustle Mountain will not be at Cambridge this week. He's going to miss that race, but come north for the Anzac Cup, the National Trot and the uh, and the Row Cup. So nothing wrong with him. He's just uh, having a week of relaxation. Greg, I need to ask you this question because we love we love to welcome people here and get the general story of things, but I also love the nitty gritty of races. What's happened to Better Eclipse since the first night of the Inter Dominions? Because then he looked a wonderful, bulletproof, intelligent horse, and a couple of times since he's let you down. Do you know why? Was it mental? Was there something annoying the horse? Because the punters would like to know in case they do decide to unload on an Australian on Friday night. Yeah, um, probably a combination of a couple of things, really, um, that we've been able to sort of pinpoint. Um, we sort of didn't put our finger on it right at the time, but uh, 
yeah, a bit of information has come to hand since that um, a little bit of it is mental and a bit inbuilt in the horse. When he came to us, he was quite a flighty, um, you know, I suppose nervous sort of horse and and could do things out of the ordinary pretty quickly. But uh, he'd sort of got out of that for a long time. But I suppose um, sometimes those old habits can come back to haunt them. And, um, yeah, we found he was just a little bit niggly, had a couple of little hind end issues that were probably just affecting him too so there's a bit of a combination of um yeah just the horse not quite being 100 percent and just going back to his uh his old traits there where he sort of let us down but um we're pretty confident now we've taken all the steps to rectify um those issues and um yeah he seems much more like his um you know his previous self where he was uh you know took all before him there you know 12 or 18 months ago so um no we'd be uh extremely surprised and disappointed if uh those bad habits uh, came to the fore again while we're over here. Mate, it's great to have you here. I hope Jess makes it across on Friday night. You're two of my favourite people in Victorian harness racing, and, and to have the puppet here driving in the race is very special for us, mate. So thank you for accepting the offer and making the effort to come across here and take us on on a home ground. No worries at all. Yeah, as I say before, we're, we're very excited to be here and, and really looking forward to the challenge. And, um, yeah, so far everyone involved has been fantastic. So, yeah, we'd like to um, send our, um, our thanks to, uh, to everyone involved in making this happen. And, um, you know, the team at uh, Steve Telfer's team at Stonewall Stud and Stocky have uh, done a great job to welcome us so far. So, um, yeah, we're, we're really appreciative of everyone's efforts. One of Greg Sugar's best mates in Victorian harness racing is Josh Dickey, the New Zealander, who is a part owner of a very good horse in Old Town Road. His dad and the horse's trainer, John Dickey's on the phone. Good morning to you, John. Happy Easter. Hey, hey Mac. Good. Same to you. Mate, your horse was sweating up quite badly before the race the other day at Cambridge, the mile. I thought he went super, but I hadn't seen him sweat up that bad before. Was was he given a burl up in the prelim? What, what, what was the story behind that? No, well, I don't think he had a, a burn up, Mick. Um, he is, he's, he's prone to do it every now and again, Mick. He has done it in the past at different occasions. His biggest thing is, is getting to the races, Mick, in one piece. He's a bit of a, uh, he can be a bit of a bad traveller. And, um, and hence, actually, we sent him down um, last weekend with Majestic, and he was the best he ever travelled down, Mick, to be quite honest. And I was quite surprised he did sweat up before the race. But as soon as the gear goes on, Mick, he starts bloody just getting a bit about what he's got to do and, and he does get into a street you did right um i don't think it had any effect on him Mac. um but again i probably would have liked to see him like that as well either okay i thought he was really good i, I thought after burning early he was brave to the line it wasn't any excuses but he still probably exuded the most energy in the race how's he come through that because we know he had a respiratory problem before that um, has he bounced out of it okay and are you expecting a better version of old town road on friday night yeah for sure um first of all the respiratory thing we were 100 percent on top of mick um his recovery the other night at cambridge was terrific best it's been since he's been back from australia so in that respect, we've, we've got no doubt she's all cleaned up, ready to go. I hadn't been too hard on him for that reason. Um, having said that, he'll improve along with many others, as you can imagine. But um, And secondly, he has come through the run terrifically, Mick. Um, he is a type of horse, he's a speed horse, as you know, but he, and we're finding now he needs the racing. And, um, and once in that grade, as you know, they do need the racing, and he has bounced off a really good, Mick, real good. Dixie, a couple of questions for you. One, what would be the ideal barrier draw for you? And two, who do you fear? Um, 
funny enough, Greg, I'd like to draw the, the second row. Um, two of the second row would be ideal for me, um, following out copy that. <laughs> um, he was driven the other night, and he hasn't never been driven that hard in his life. And he, he raced with a lot of credit. So I think giving him the run, you know, three back the outside and getting one run at him, um, Greg, he can be very potent. Um, I respect any horse Mark Purden puts in, in, in the race. Um, those two horses of his were terrific the other night. And without being rude to the rest of the field, copy that looks the next best when I can see. All right, John, we're asking everybody the same question if they're not driving in the race. Are you going to wear a tie on Friday night? I've never given given a thought, Mick. Because um, I know you've got a couple of ties, haven't you? <laughs> they are in there somewhere, Mick. I'll have to... Um, <laughs> but then I'm in the last race, Mick. No one's going to see me. I'll be, we'll be there late. And, uh, oh, I'm going to see yeah, you. I, oh, I don't know if I'm wearing a tie. If you wear one, I'll wear one, OK? Maybe well, let me know if you're not, because I'd appreciate it if you're not wearing one. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, just on that, we're going to be, um, myself and Louis Herman, what are going to be live on track, along with Greg, of course, and we'll get a, a host of guests. Maybe we'll get John Dickey wearing a tie. Not that you'll see him because it's radio. Um, thank you, John. But anyway, on, so Friday night, we're going to be live on track, and we're going to get there, and we're going to make it a big deal because it is a big deal, and we're going to enjoy it and have a great time there. So, yeah, what I would do if I was you is I would watch tracks all with the pictures, and I would listen to us. But I would say that because... I'm not on trackside anymore. I'm on that coverage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, are we going to take a break here, producer dude, Robbie? Are you excited? You're going down to the race by Grins. Are you Are you looking forward? Like, I need to ask this honestly, and you're part of the family, so answer this honestly. Are you actually going to see Mitch James and you don't care about the racing, or are you partially excited about the race? I am I am partially excited about the racing. Partially um, excited? I'm partially excited about the race. No, on, Greg, Greg, he's off his nut here. He can oh, barely contain he is, himself. He's just, he's just charging. Calm down, get, son. It's, it's yeah. ridiculous how excited I am. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. But yeah, are no, we no. getting Steve Telfer? Are we, are we going to have a chat to him? I think well, can't we do after? We did take a break, don't we? We're we've got him. We've got the Southern Man. We've got someone's got to pay the bills. So. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll yeah. take it. We'll take. Look, I'm glad you're excited, and I'm glad you get to see Mitch James. That's and brilliant. I'm real excited about We'll take a break here, um, and then we'll come back on the other side. And I have no idea who we'll talk to next. So that barrier draws at six o'clock tomorrow night on the station, six p.m. Tune on in. See where the barrier draws are at. Matt Peden from the TRB is going to join us as well, and try and give us an early look at the market or an indication thereof. Steve Telfer has BD Joe in the race by Grids. Morning to you, Telf. Happy Easter. Um, what did you make of Thursday night? Because it was sort of a race that never really got going for BD Joe. Yeah, no, morning, fellas. Um, yeah, look, I was a bit disappointed he didn't keep up with those um, with the first four um, over the last half mile, but he did have a he did have a decent blow after it and. Um, it was his first run for five or six weeks. So, um, look, he's come through the run great. Um, he seems, uh, he's bouncing around his paddock and um, he definitely improved from it. So, um, yeah, looking forward to a lot better showing this Friday. If he gets the right draw, can he win? Yep, yes, can, yep, yep. Okay, what's the right draw? <laughs> well, it's either to lead or follow the right horse, mate, you know, so... Um, uh, yeah, he's very good in front, and um, yeah, he's got good gate speed. So uh, if he can draw somewhere where where that'll um, where that can take place, and that'll be the first first port of call. My ultra wise guy was in the running to be one of the emergencies. I see he is no longer in the running for that. Is, is he not as well as he can be, or you just weren't interested yeah, look, in being look, an emergency? Uh, look, he was just a he was just a little bit scratchy after the race the other night. So um, 
um, yeah, rather than having him down as emergency, we'll um, we'll over after Easter's over, we'll um, just have a look at him with the vets and uh, um, just see what's going on there. I don't think it's major, but he just wasn't a hundred this morning. Mate, make sure somebody from the team is available for tomorrow night for the barrier draw at six o'clock because we need to ring somebody and find out who's going to pick the barrier draw. Is that going to be you, or is there someone smarter than you out there? No, that's that's yeah, no, that's some, that's stocky because he doesn't trust me after I drew what was it, fifteen or sixteen in the cup last year. So yeah, um, yeah. well, uh, we we got, I got bumped in that job, mate. Yeah, well, sounds like you're pretty crap at it, so good job. Okay, <laughs> lucky you're a better horse trainer than you are a barrier picker. That's Steve Telfer. Um, now the Southern Man, do we have the Southern Man sting? Because Greg likes it, it makes him feel important. Can you play it? I'm a Southern Man, and I'm so brilliant. I got the South in my blood, and I'm going to be yeah, I'm not so sure that it makes me feel important, Michael, but anyway, it makes John Dunn don't, feel don't important. Don't hide from your feelings, Greg. Oh, look, are you there, Johnny? Yeah, morning, guys. Yeah, thanks for hanging around. Mick's been doing a lot of talking, as is the norm. Hey, you'll be at the Mott tomorrow, and the Robert and Jenna Dunn team, you have uh, significant runners, and most of them are in the market. Just wanted to ask you about a couple of those, uh, Johnny. You drive Delilah's Girl in race two. You guys also have Sonador with Corbin uh, Newman doing the driving, and they're both in the market. How do you How do you rate those two? Yeah, they're enough chances with a bit of luck. They both trolled up quite nice, and um, hopefully the track's not going to be too too testing tomorrow. We were rain forecast, but um, like I said, they're first up. They'll probably benefit from the runs, but we'll, we'll be needing luck. But um, a very even field, so that has to be a nice top four chance both, you'd say. $3.80's the price around Amazing Me in race number three, formerly with the Telfers. Like the way this long-striding filly hit the line in her latest trial. Yeah, she did. She's on great. Um, lacks, lacks a bit of speed, actually, this thing. So um, it's a short course stand, um, drawn second row. So um, sort of horse, I'd say you'd have to put in the race, but it might be a wee bit hard just the way, sort of, way the barrier falls tomorrow and, and, like I said, over the shorter distance. But um, one sort of going forward, yeah, I think it, I think it could pick up a couple, hopefully over winter anyway. Howling Wolf is a horse that well, might have some mental frailties. He's been able to get inside his head. He's $2.70 to win race number four, but he's trialled nicely. He has trialled nicely. Like you say, he lets himself down a fraction in the head department, but um, he's got ability there, uh, drawn out wide at nine. So, um, But no, he's got a bit of gate speed, and like you say, he's trialled up. He's, he's hit the line both trials, so um, and his work's been nice. He'd have to say a good chance tomorrow. Is the best of your other chances, you've got Prince Rania, maybe, and Dance Till Dawn in the same race, Secret Cocktail and Sophia Bromag. Dance Till Dawn's come up a dollar eighty, and she's pretty classy. She was fourth in the Oaks, and we know that uh, she has the ability to win a race like this, doesn't she, in the sixth? Yeah, falls in this race great. Like, she's raced all the good good fillies last time in, or sort of her whole career, really, and um, she hasn't been far away from, from the top one, so... Uh, Normally steps really good and, and yeah it's a very nice like great race for her first up she's had two trials under her belt so the fitness is there so you'd say um, if she's in bad luck she'd have to be a great chance. Johnny for the listeners on ECNZ Trot's talk if they were to have one bet what would it be tomorrow at the Mott? Well I'd have to say Dance Door Dawn but um, she's too short so we'll go with uh, we'll go with Howling Wolf. 
Thanks, John. I know we use you a lot on the radio show, mate, and we always appreciate the insight for the punters. Um, good luck tomorrow on the on the grass at Mott. It's John Dunn, who um, doesn't have uh, a horse in the race boy grins yet, but he could have because Smithy's terror is going to be the emergency. He'll be drawn in the field tomorrow. David Branch will be part of that draw. He's going to join us after this break. The race by Grins Barrier Draw here live on SENZ. David Branch is the man tasked with creating this race. It's its second running. Uh, David, we're almost here. And, mate, you've got a really beautiful, balanced, even field for people listening to this who want to go to Cambridge or they want to get involved in the sweepstake. Sell us both things right now. Yeah, morning, Greg. Um, so, yeah, obviously sweepstake, that closes today. The last chance to get involved with that, you've got till essentially midnight tonight. Um, all the details, cambridgeraceway.co.nz, $100 tickets, um, $100,000 prize pool, um, one in 10 chance of drawing a, um, sorry, we're drawing 10 winners um, who will get matched a, a runner in the race by Grins. Uh, and then the winner who has that on their ticket will, will walk away with 50k cash. So definitely worth being involved in that. Um, and in terms of the event, so GA tickets, we're, we're almost sold out of our second release. Uh, so expect tomorrow that we'll be on to third, third and final release of tickets. So um, obviously that includes the, the, the great night of racing and um, the after, after party performance with Mitch James. So, so if somebody wants to yeah. go, David, and they haven't got a ticket, how do they get one? How much does it cost? Uh, CambridgeRaceway.co.nz tickets are forty dollars at the moment, but we'll go to fifty dollars when we go to that final release. How many um, people? Are gonna, how many people are going to be there? Uh, so at the moment we've got about three thousand. Uh, we've got capacity to get to five. So um, expecting the last the last minute ticket sales to come in. How close we'll get to that, I'm not sure. I'd love nothing more than to be able to put the put the sold up sign out on the gate, but um, we'll see we'll see how we go. Okay, I'm coming down to work. Are you going to have any food for me? I'll get to the important stuff because I, I hate going to the races and being hungry. Like, will you give me some of those little fish bite things or some mini pies? Yeah, well, we've moved your uh, the SNZ spot to right in front of the winning post, which is right outside our kitchen. So um, I'm sure our head chef will, will look after you you yeah. guys and, and the track soaker as well. In that case, I'm definitely coming. I'm still coming, David. David, mate, you created this thing. Um, a lot of people supported you in doing so, mate. It's a wonderful thing. I'll see you in the studio tomorrow night. The good news is you don't have to wear a tie because no one can see you at radio. Yeah, awesome. Probably won't be wearing a tie on the night either. It's more of a party atmosphere. Oh, yes, you will. I'm, I'm wearing one you're wearing. I'm wearing a waistcoat and a tie because <laughs> I like to be sophisticated. All right. All right, producer dude Robbie's coming down, by the way, too, and he wants some food as well. Um, producer dude Robbie, uh, who won the $50 bet? I think self-assured was the most popular one. So who wins the fitty? Yeah, well, as soon as as soon as you started that question, I I think um I, I was scanning for anyone that said self-assured. I'm slightly biased. Oh. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Dana. <laughs> Dana has uh, said self-assured's going to win. Where's Dana from? Did you put where she's from? No. Okay. That's cool, Dana. You can just keep it anonymous. Hey, well done. You won 50 bucks from the TRB. You won't get it today, but you'll get it at some stage. You can't bet today because it's Easter. Hey, producer Ed Robbie, I'll see you Friday night at Cambridge. Greg O'Connor, I'll see you there. We have the box Beautiful. set preview show on Trackside. It'll be available on YouTube. We're going to talk to everybody in the race after the draw. So tomorrow night at 6 o'clock, the Race by Grins Barrier Draw is on this channel. Stick around. It's going to be fun. 